Hi guys. Hi friends, welcome back to another week of Towards Eden. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, yeah, so we are back again and it's super late again because we... It's not that late, it's nine o'clock friends. <laughs> so late. Not that late. It was like early at our household. Both my kids are still awake. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> I'm barely even awake. Yeah. We don't get up early, so we can they can stay up a little bit later. But yeah, so this week we are so excited to talk to you about the crutches of motherhood. And I'm like, I don't really know what you meant by that word, Taylor. And just like the stumbling, things that cause us to stumble in motherhood and, you know, things that we come across that are concerning and, you know, just. I think by definition, a crutch is anything we use to try to help us through something. So um, like in like there are things that kind of like you use as a crutch like things to lean on to try to make something easier um, but they don't really make things easier they just kind of we mentally think they do so things like um, you know like mommy wine culture or even like you know maybe drugs in some cases or uh, coffee in some cases can also be a crutch food um, just anything that we kind of use to like help us like it's kind of the thing that we the unhealthy thing we might run to instead of God when things are things are hard yeah yeah so this is definitely one that I walked through recently and still walking through like I could really go for a glass of wine right now and that's just not the thing in my life and I can go for one right now um so it's definitely everyone's journey is different with it and you know it's it's a hard thing to walk through especially when it's so normalized in motherhood culture and things like that especially wine like wine culture um mommy wine culture is huge right now um and, you know, last year, or even a year, maybe two years ago, I shared a lot about <laughs> drinking wine. And I had some people be like, you know, that is triggering. And I was like, well, that's, that's a you problem. <laughs> but not realizing how bad it was. Yeah, I think, um, like, for a while, I think both of us, especially, like, during quarantine, I know during um the first COVID lockdown and kind of lead out of that first lockdown into the second lockdown, I, I drink a lot too. And I really got kind of like hooked on that whole idea of like, oh, things are hard. Like I deserve a drink. And um, yeah, I really had to be intentional about stepping away from that. But I think even coffee can, for some people, because, you know, in those moments, like, oh my gosh, like this is really, it was a really hard day, or I'm really tired this morning, or I need, I'm going to need so much coffee to get through today. Those are the instances where we need to be turning to God instead of coffee, wine, Reese's Pieces, whatever it is, because I could go for Reese's Pieces right now, that's for sure. 
Um, yeah, but just in those moments when things are hard, like just making that intentional choice to instead of kind of rush for that, um, that worldly thing, we need to really just kind of be turned our eyes to God. And that's really the whole, the whole lesson. That's it. That's it. We just, that, that's it. Happy week, guys. <laughs> minutes. Um, of course, we have Bible verses and stuff to back all this up, but. Um, yeah, so, you know, motherhood is hard, right? And it, it's not easy. And, you know, it's especially in this season right now, like it is hard. And, you know, life is hard and we're not biologically wired to enjoy feeling bad you know it's not it's not something that sits well <laughs> like right now like I was like I am such a stress eater and like I want everything that's not good for me <laughs> right now because that just makes me feel better and sitting in a feeling of just like not even so much bad but just like uncomfortable like just like having that like uncomfortable um it's hard and it doesn't sit well. So we're not biologically wired to feel that way and to God wants us to have peace and he wants us to have joy. And, you know, he wants us to have all the fruits of the spirits and like, those are the way we're wired. So when things get a little bit complicated and the devil steps in and, you know, you really have to look to God and be like, okay, hold on, (laughs) where are you right now? And sit in that and, move forward in that mindset yeah and there's a saying um I might even butcher it because I'm it's so late at night right now um but it's it's used so much like it was thrown around so much when in my MLM days um growth comes when you're uncomfortable something along those lines it sounds prettier but I think like not necessarily like toxic positivity growth comes when you're uncomfortable but I think like you know, God uses our discomfort to try to draw us closer to him. And so, yeah, like, even if we can just kind of wire our brains to like, hey, I'm really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> well, God probably wants me to turn to him. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That, that's actually a perfect quote for this because it, it's so true. And like the Bible, the Bible talks about how like he's not going to give us everything we want. We will have struggles and we will you know, have hard times. And it's in those moments that we really have to turn to God and be like, okay, but I'm still submitting to you. And I'm still surrendering my life to you. And I'm still putting you sovereign over everything that I'm going through. And, you know, when we do that, despite of all the chaos and what's going on, there's a different kind of peace that he brings over us. And it gets us closer to him. And the growth happens there. Yeah, definitely. And I think obviously that goes along with this is like making sure you're being intentional with like spending time with God daily. And even I've seen things go so far as like, you know, practically I've heard people who are trying to like rewire their brains to turn to God more, like give themselves like visual things. Like I've heard of somebody put an elastic band on their wrist and every time they looked at the elastic band, remembering to pray. Like it was like, they're, Hey, like, Oh, I see this. Do you need to pray now? Or I've even heard somebody like every time they walk through like a doorway, um, to pray, like, so like think about how many doorways you walk through in a day, <laughs> like, but you know, just like little things like that, like to set up, to remind you to like reach out. And then even like, you know, 
every time I walk through a doorway, something's not necessarily wrong, but it's just like good to get in that habit of continually throughout our everyday lives, like just trying to make those small connections with him because that's where we get it. You know, it's, it's not easy to build daily prayer time in the morning, but you know, easier than, you know, sometimes we can do it in the morning and then forget about it all day and just like live our lives, but trying to be intentional about creating those spaces all throughout the day and not just kind of like segregating God to like this separate thing. And And I think like, um, or like my mom always like puts an alarm on her phone like three times a day. And once that kind of goes off and just something that is like um, tangible so that it does remind you, Mm -hmm. you know, when you get in your car, like a note or something like that, right? Like just something that does remind you because it's so easy to not, not. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And that's where like, you know, these things kind of come, can, can break into um, just all these different things that we lean on. Um, and I think, you know, some of them obviously seem more harmful than others, like, you know, wine. I mean, wine can seem, wine or alcohol or whatever the case may be, can seem not as threatening in one sense, but then I think we can all agree that like, you know, alcohol does have like a negative, like there's, there we all kind of know there's a dark side to alcohol, but things like coffee or food or sugar, like those are the ones that I think um, can really have a hold on us too, because we think that they're so like, who am I hurting um, with this? You know, like, it's not like I'm drinking, but you know, they are still, there's something that you're using in place of turning to God. So they are still, even though they don't have like that normal, what's the word? Like the normal negative connotation that alcohol might have. There's still things that, and you can be addicted to coffee. You can be addicted to sugar. They're just things that I think that we're kind of built into like in our brains to not be as harmful, but they are, so. Yeah, and I mean, there's, like, I think just, like, the addictive tendencies, like, you know, that can go into, like, working out and spending hours and hours and hours at the gym every day, and, you know, is that benefiting your family? Is that benefiting, you know, is that being, um, is that benefiting with your relationship with God? Like, you know, you kind of have to, like, are you a workaholic? Like, do you work too much? Like, you know, depending on what it is, like, there's different things that we can fall into that can be family blocks and they can um put our relationships with God in jeopardy and not living you know the way that he wants us to live and living you know doing things that are fulfilling to ourselves and our own wants and needs yeah even with like social media like if we're just disassociating and you know scrolling or tiktok like things like that that we're just like oh, I don't want to deal with that right now. So I'm just going to disconnect and just be in this now. Um, so yeah, so we have like a lot of Bible verses and a lot of them talk about like wine and drinking and stuff like that, but just kind of like insert, replace the word wine with like your crush. <laughs> um, so the first is Ephesians 5.18, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. 
So that one seems like, how do you uh, even like change that to not be about wine? But like getting drunk is obviously like an overindulgence. So I think just like, do not overindulge anything. Like, you know, it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's like the perfect scripture. Just like, you know, like don't overindulge anything, you know, but be filled with the spirit. When you're filled with the spirit, you're going to walk in the light you're going to walk with God like if you're genuinely filled with the spirit then you're going to live differently and I think that's the like that's the most important part of life right is living differently and being completely transformed by him so uh, Proverbs 20 verse 1 wine is a mocker strong drink a brawler I don't that's not actually what the Bible says. And whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Drink a brawl. What? People fight with their drink. They brawl. Strong drink a brawl. I feel like that's just maybe weird wording. Anyways, don't fight with people. Don't mock people. Whoever is led astray by it is not wise. So. Yeah, I think this one just kind of really points out, like you know. These things also cause issues. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, and yeah, like if you're choosing to, um, okay, so this, so the, how uh, it reverses NLT says, wine produces mockers, alcohol leads to brawls. Those led astray by drink cannot be wise. So that's the What? The same thing. It is, it just read differently. <laughs> um but yeah so just like yeah I think that's super clear with when you're making bad choice when you're making those choices and you're living that lifestyle you, you can't be wise and you can't walk it at all right yeah and then Proverbs 23, 29 to 35 says, who has woe, who has sorrow, who has strife, who has complaining, who has wounds without cause, who has redness of eyes, those who tarry long over wine, those who go to try mixed wine, do not look at wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup and goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites like a serpent and stings like an adder. Your eyes will see strange things and your heart utter perverse things. You will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea, like one who lies on the top of a mast. They struck me, you will say, but I was not hurt. They beat me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake? I must have another drink. Which like, that's like really story-ish. <laughs> but um, I think it's really good. Like, it just talks about how it's such a temptation. Like, you know, your eyes will see strange things, your heart will utter perverse things. Like, I think it like really captures like that feel good, you know, the appeal of it. Like it is appealing. It's meant to tempt you, tempt you, but. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's definitely like a good, yeah, a good understanding of how, how, like even, like even me just reading that, like, yeah, like it does sparkle on the cup. Like I miss that, you know, like it does go down smoothly. Yeah, yep, it does, you know, but like, so like you can easily relate to these things if you have overindulged it. And um, 
you know, your eyes will see strange things. It definitely will when you've had too much to drink. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. It definitely is like, if you struggled with alcohol at all, like this is like, okay, yeah, that, that's me. Yep, yep, okay. You know, and that's why I've that taken that out of my life anyways. Yeah, yeah. this person is really good at capturing the temptation aspect of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so first... First Corinthians six ten says, "Nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor rivals, nor swindlers. Wow, I'm just killing things today. Sorry, friends. Will inherit the kingdom of God. <laughs> nor swindlers, swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So just you know, if that's the way you want to live your life, and if that's what you know you're choosing to do, then." you're not going to walk with the Lord and you're not going to live a life that he's wanted for you and he's designed for you. <laughs> that actually just reminded me like, when I was younger, like I had to have been like 17. I was drunk with one of my best friends and we were, um, because we were so safe at 17 and we would drink and then like walk like across town to get back home. So we were walking home and we were just talking, of course, about the boy she liked. And I like stopped. I was, I stopped all of a sudden. I was like, God just gave me a vision and you're going to marry this guy. And like, I went on and on and on. And she looks at me and she's like, Taylor, God's not going to tell you anything when you're 17 and drunk. Like, <laughs> what are you saying? Which funnily enough, she did end up marrying this guy, but <laughs> it was like just funny and I always just kind of think about that and laugh to myself because you know I think sometimes too you can hear people you know you hear people say that but it like say things like oh God's telling me this and you know they're drunk or they're just like indulging in things they shouldn't be and you just have to kind of question that <laughs> it always scares me like I have definitely had there's a guy at our church that is kind of known at, to drink a lot and are used to our news and he would like prophesy over people and you're like that's kind of scary but like it was like anyways, you just have to take it for what it is and let it go yeah um galatians 5 19 to 21 says now the works of the flesh are evident sexual immorality impurity sensuality idolatry New sorcery and enmity, <laughs> strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgy, ooh, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And, like, by the way, like, sexual immorality can also be a crutch. Like, whether it's like attention seeking or pornography or you know, affairs or anything like that. Those can also be like emotional affairs, like anything that you're, you know, like sometimes even engaging. <laughs> Actually, I think you and I have talked about this before, but like we kind of went through a stage where we we're like so dependent on each other and our relationships with each other and not walking, you know, healthy with our husbands and not, you know, having healthy, like our relationship wasn't necessarily the most healthy. <laughs> um, but, you know, that was a crutch for both of us. And like, we, we had to go through a season where we had to remove that crutch because we were so dependent on each other. And, 
you know, that can be a thing too. If you're, you know, if you're sitting there like with your phone, you're like, oh my gosh, like so-and-so hasn't talked to me today. Or like, you're sitting there wondering like, have you done something wrong? Or, you know, like just having like really unhealthy thoughts about a relationship, like that's a big crutch and can be really detrimental to everything you do in life and can be really hard on the relationships in your life and yeah I guess that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole thing but it is definitely something that we need to be aware of and stand on guard for mm-hmm. definitely a lot of big words in that in that verse <laughs> um so Romans 2 so and I love how like that one and first Corinthians like they're not same or like book yet they say like if you do these things you will not inherit the kingdom of God and like it's very clear that if you're living this way like you will not have what God wants for you you know um but Romans 2 verse 8 but for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness there will be wrath and fury. Yikes. <laughs> Here it is, folks. We're yeah. all bit slated. But that, I think that, I, actually, this is one that I was always, like, not really fully understood, like, living, like, the fear of God. And, like, that kind of was, like, a weird word for me. But, you know, as I've journeyed through things, I think that it's just a matter. And, like, this is where a lot of things like this whole conversation, you know, we have to live in fear of the Lord and living a life, you know, like what are the replicate, what's the word, the ramifications for my behavior if I choose to live this way. And that's where the fear of God and living a self-seeking life is so not okay and you know we have to have the fear of the lord in us so that we don't live this way and i think that's kind of like a good thing just to remind yourself of and just like no like i can't do that because like that's not how god wants me to live and just have that that urgency to follow after him and not like to fear him yeah and i like that the whole idea of self-seeking like you know, obviously these things are self-seeking, right? They're supposed to give us pleasure, which God wants us to have pleasure, but like different kind. <laughs> um, Romans 8, 5 to 8 says, for those who live according to the flesh, is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah. I just got really confused for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. <laughs> I like that one. There you go, friends. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God, which is true. I love the blunt Bible verses. Like some of them are so like, I mean, obviously this is pretty wordy too. It's a long, well, it's a couple verses, but. I love the ones that are so just like cutthroat. <laughs> I just like the way the sun says like for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. And it's just yeah. like such a yes, 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 yes. You know, it's, it's, it's just such a yes verse that you're like, okay, yes, if I set my mind on the spirit, 
it's life and peace, you know, and that's what, that's what I, like, that's what I want to walk in. I don't want to walk in the death. I don't want to walk in, you know, that darkness. Like, I don't want to walk there. Like, I want what the spirit has for me. I want what God has for me. I want what all that's good that he has for me. Um, so that's why walking away from some things, some of the crutches, you know, is, is so important. And, you know, sometimes like, believe me, you can ask Taylor how long I fought <laughs> cutting out alcohol. Like it was, she got so mad at me. I remember there was a few times I would kind of be like, uh. <laughs> I was like, not okay with cutting it out. Like it was hard. And like, but I think like the only reason why I'm saying that is because like it's not an easy thing to do to get rid of these crutches like depending on what it is you're struggling with and I mean that's I still struggle with other things but that's definitely like was a big one and um but and I still struggle with like friends like sort of there's a bottle of wine sitting right there and I literally am like what if I just had like just a little glass like would it make a difference but I just know that I can't but anyways like I think like that's the thing though like it's just like you have to stand on guard and you have to be aware of what your crutches are and that's why like sitting down with God and like being honest and being like okay God like where am I at are there areas in my life that I need to I need to purify are there areas in my life that I need to step away from like are there certain things that I'm doing that aren't for your kingdom and aren't kingdom focused and um like that's where like you really have to sit down and have those like conver- those hard conversations with God and he will reveal to you your struggle areas or the areas that he he wants better for you and he will reveal himself in those like when you do sit down with him and you do open up to him with what's going on but if you sit there and just have like a closed heart and you don't want to, you know, open it, open that door of conversation with him, then you're going to sit there and you're going to struggle and he won't be able to give you everything that he has for you because you are closing that and you are putting up a wall there. And I think with our relationship with God sometimes is like we have walls up for different things. So like for me, wine was a big one and it was like, nope, not going there. We're good. But over here, yeah, like I'm a Christian. And then like over here, yeah, no, that wall's kind of teetering, but like it's still kind of there. And like for instance, like social, you know, so like mm, it's not really a crutch, but like maybe. So like we kind of build these walls up and then, you know, it isn't until we have those hard conversations with God where he comes in and blows them all down and be like, okay, well, this is how you truly are transformed when you are saved and when you have salvation, like this is walking in relationship with me and those things that you put walls up against because you didn't want to deal with them and you didn't think they were that bad or whatever. Well, to me, they are. And then he's going to blow them all down and knock them all down. And I think we just sometimes have to have those conversations and realize that he may do that, even if we don't want him to. Yeah, and I also think, like, too, um, you know, I think, like, wildly, it's kind of like a wild assumption that Christians don't drink. And I think, you know, in large part, obviously, we just saw how many ways the Bible tells warns us against drinking. 
but there are still Christians who can have a social drink or, you know, go out to dinner and enjoy just one glass of wine because it's not a crutch for them. They're in the right headspace. It's not a crutch. It is just like a singular social drink. But then there's other people. And I would even say, you know, in certain settings myself where I can't because a social setting for me can very quickly turn into overindulgence. Um, yeah, so I think that, you know, we're not saying that like, Again, yeah, so I think like, you know, same with anything, like, well, not anything, but, you know, coffee or sugar, whereas like, you know, a Snickers bar can be equally just as bad of a crutch for you as it is, as wine is for me kind of thing. Yeah, but it could also be just like a singular, like, oh, like, you know, we're on a road trip, I'm gonna have a Snickers bar, but it's not something that I'm going to cling to in hard moments. It's not a crutch for me. So I think like, I think more often than not, alcohol is a very, very easily, easy to become a crutch for people. Um, but there are people who can. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, for sure. It definitely is. And I, I, I just use that example because it's something that I have struggled with. I have, I have also struggled with social media and I had to take an, a month off because I was like, what am I doing on here? Like, this is no longer like, this is gratification and that is not what I want the space to be and you know you you just have to like kind of be aware of that and I think that's where those conversations with God need to happen and you're I mean if you have a whole like let's say you have if you open up your garbage can and there's all just Snickers bar wrappers that might be it might be a problem you know but like sometimes like God will reveal those things and it's like or like put those things like I remember the one day I had like just a ton of alcohol sitting around my house and some of it was full some of it wasn't like whatever but it was just like sitting there like in the space that like we were walking all the time that the kids are walking all the time and I'm like like I didn't even know what to do with it like I just ended up with like a lot of alcohol not that I was drinking it all at the one same time but like there was just like a lot of it and it was just like right there in the middle of like life and I was just like but it was like in that moment that God kind of like awoke me and was like, Heather, like, do you not see how in the middle of your life that is? And it was like, oh, okay. But like, sometimes they'll just like show you different things, like, you know, that are your struggles. And, you know, sometimes it won't even make sense at first. Like that never made any sense to me until literally I put the two and two together. <laughs> but like even just saying it today, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, that actually, that actually was, <laughs> was what that was, but like, he'll like, he'll put things right in front of you. So you have to walk past them and you have to like, like keep going past them. And then he keeps like, kind of like, what's the, like, he keeps kind of just makes you acknowledge it. Yeah. Like just like acknowledge it. And like, it's just like there and you're like, yeah anyways it was just kind of like interesting like think of that like you know just like walking past something the same over and over and over again like you see it over and over and over again and then all of a sudden God's like I'm making you see it over and over and over again so that maybe you'll identify over that there's an issue with it kind of thing but anyways yeah that was just like one of the things that he had kind of show, showed up one day yeah so I hope that was helpful people Oh, there's one more. Did we read that one? No, we didn't. So 1 Timothy 2, verse 9. 
Likewise, also that women should adorn themselves in respectful apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire. Yee, that's, a, that's not a great one to end on. <laughs> yeah, so I think I just like, I kind of like going, like not so much like a wine one, but just like, again, like keep yourself modest and respectable. And like, you know, we don't need all these um again like our image can be a crutch like leaning too far into like how we look and um you know like um having the newest things and like we've talked about before like having always wanting the next best thing and and even like there's people who like feel like their looks will get them through life and I mean I even like joke with my friends a lot like oh it's a good thing you're pretty like you know when they like say something like stupid or something I'll say like it's a good thing you're pretty (laughs) um yeah just like you know like don't rely on like even like your physical looks and stuff like that yeah that can be a touch too exactly so yeah so I mean this is like a heavy one I guess (laughs) time to go there um but if you do struggle with crutches and this is an area that you kind of unclear on or you know God has been showing you something that you've been walking by a thousand times um we just want to like encourage you to just kind of like coming out on like the other side like it feels so much better even though I do struggle but it does feel so much better to not rely on those things and um just knowing the strength that God has given me and can give you to walk like in that sober mindset and to walk with him humbly and I think that's where you know we kind of forget that like if you need to remove a crutch in your life not only will God reveal you the crutch but he will get you through it and he will help you put it away and walk away from it and he will help you um if you lean into him and if you look to him for your strength and it's not your own strength that's going to get you through it it's his strength so you know just remember that that if there is something in your life that you know god needs to knock down and there's something that you know you do whatever it might be that you know is an area that is a crutch for you then like pray ask god to reveal it to you and then ask him for your strength or ask him for his strength to get you through it and then let us know and we'd love to pray with you too like we would love to stand with you as you knock down and walk out of these crutches that you're dealing with because living a life that is submitted to God is truly the most rewarding type of life that you can ever have so Yeah. And I think that goes along with this is like, um, obedience because, you know, there are obviously times when temptation knocks and you feel cheated. You feel like, you know, like, why does God want me to suffer? Why does God want me to not have fun to not have that, those pleasure centers trigger in my brain? Um, and really like, it just comes down to sheer obedience. Um, so yeah, if you do struggle with, with, um, crutches in your life, I would also kind of encourage you to like, do a good scripture study about obedience. Definitely. All right. Anything else, Tay? No. No. Okay. I'll just pray then. 
All right. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for our listener. Thank you for Taylor. And thank you for just the opportunity we have to discuss um, what you put on our hearts and just to kind of unpack it all and to encourage the listeners and encourage ourselves in our journey and walking towards Eden every day and living a lifestyle that is submitted to you and putting you sovereign over everything that we do. And God, I just thank you so much for today. Thank you for all that you've given us. And I just pray that you would reveal whatever the crutches are in our lives, in our listeners' lives, and that we would just walk in your strength to overcome them and walk in your strength to let those walls come crashing down and walk towards a life that is good and a life that you designed for us. And God, we just thank you so much for today and we just give you all the praise and all the glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, friends, have a great week. Don't forget to um, check in with our, even if you're not doing our Bible reading plan, that's totally okay. Just check in with us on our Towards Eden podcast or Towards Eden community page on Facebook and just kind of chat with us and you know, if you like something in an episode or you question something we've said in an episode or anything like that, we just want to connect with you and we're going to try and be better with social and try and get more organized with that. So, but if there's anything you want us to talk about, let us know. And yeah, just try. Maybe and- wants to be our personal assistant on a strictly volunteer basis. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, guys, we, yeah, so just hang out with us on social and let us know what you want to hear about because uh, your girl is trying real hard here to uh, get topics that are relevant and interesting to you guys, but all I really know is what kind of goes around in my brain, so uh, I need, I need y'all to help me, so. Definitely, alrighty, friends, um, yeah, we will catch you on social. Have a great rest of your week. Bye, guys. <laughs>